Okay, we are on page 30 in, the, in this edition, the middle of the third letter. And uh, like I said a hundred times last week, there's a, you know, there's a certain nuance, a certain poetic you know, perspective that our verse is trying to get us to pay attention to. Um, and he's going through the creation of the world. He's going through it through the Pesukim of Horatius. Horatius is not here to tell us you know, how Hashem created the world. It's not about physics. It's not about metaphysics. It's not about Kabbalah. What it is, Hashem is trying to tell us how we're supposed to look at the world, right? And through the way Hashem is telling us how Hashem created the world, that's supposed to give us our perspective of the world. Right? We're, not getting with, we're not dealing with human beings yet, right? Human beings are, are going to come next. We'll get to that in the next letter. But just in the creation of the what is it that Hashem did? Hashem, first of all, created everything, right? So there was nothing here. Hashem created everything. And by everything, we mean, obviously, the obvious things that you see, Hashem created, right? Hashem created the animals, the trees, but Hashem also created the forces, right? The forces, the, the laws of physics, the laws of biology, the laws of chemistry, right? The laws of, of everything that exists, the fact that when, you know, things, uh, you know, gravity, the fact that, you know, the chemical composition of things, this is all created from the Rebbein Shalom. Everything in the world, right? This is in, the, in direct contradiction, let's say, to... To pagans, which see things that are that are opposites, and th- see things that are contradictions, and say, "Okay, there must have been two gods." No, it's the one God who created everything. Right? He created it. He put each thing in its proper place. Right? And gave it its traits, which are necessary. Right? So there are, there are laws that govern each and everything in the world. Right? Every every animal has, let's say, for example, laws that govern it. The things that it eats, its emotions, the the things that it's able to do. Right? Um, right, so, so this animal eats this kind of food that is this kind of food this animal has this kind of protection mechanism this one has scales this one has claws this one has this ink this one has that right? and Hashem put each thing in the place where it can do exactly what Hashem wanted it to do so Hashem put these animals in the North Pole these animals in the desert these animals in the jungle right? so everything and it's not just animals right? every specific kind of creation is, is created with very specific laws in a form that's exactly suited for it Hashem didn't create human beings with, uh, with you know, okay, forget about humans. Hashem didn't create, you know, uh, a tiger with wings, right? Because that's, that's not what the tiger is supposed to have. The birds have the wings, the animal, right? And Hashem put it, and he also, what we finished last week is, that Hashem also, Vayavdil, right? Hashem creates light and dark, He creates the waters, and He makes a separation, right? So Hashem, that means that Hashem also, He reconciles everything together, right? When you have night and dark, if they're there together, then there's, there's nothing going on, right? Uh, you have nothing, you just have a mishmash. Havdallah is again the tremendous mark of Hashem. It's what we call the Midas Haddin, right? Hashem creates limits on things. Hashem says, Ur is going to be by day, darkness is going to be by night, right? This creation is here, this water goes here, this thing has this law, right? There's a tremendous amount of energy in the world, but Hashem puts limits on that energy. We call that the Midas Haddin, Elikim, right? Versus, you know, the Midas Harachim, which is Hashem creation, right? So Hashem creates, and then, the Gemara says the world was continually expanding until Hashem said, die. That means, Hashem creates things and also creates limits on them. Okay, and then we're up to page 30. Once He created, formed, and arranged it, Vayavarich. He blessed it with the blessing of continued preservation and continued development. And that's very important. We'll get to in the next letter how Rav Hirsch understands what bracha is. It's a very, very, it's an amazing pshatan from Rav Hirsch and what the idea of a bracha is, baracha Hashem. But it says, right, Vayavarich alikim asker asa, means Hashem created it. And he, and, he, and he allowed it to continue to exist. Not only was everything brought into existence by him, it also continues to exist through him, right? Because of Hashem's brachas, what Hashem, right? Hashem is still an active participant in the creation. Every bloom and every blossom, every German fruit, the young in the protective care of its mother, the infant you cradle in your arms, they are his blessing, all of them. Okay? 
He who created, formed, arranged, and blessed, Vayinafash. That's the last step, right? Vayinafash. He effaced himself, invisible like the soul in the body, withdrew and concealed himself like a soul in his creation. Right? So Hashem now is the nefesh of creation. That means that you can, the nefesh you can't see. It's the life force of anything is his nefesh, right? The, the animals have a nefesh, the human beings is a nefesh, is a life force. But you can't see that life force. So you can't put it under a microscope, but it's there, it's what controls everything. Without it, the thing is dead. Hashem is Dvayinafash. He is the nefesh of the world. You can't see him. You can't see him in the world. Adam. Right? This is Hashem is a... Uh, right? This sort of her says, you know, in the, we'll say Halal now. Le'lanu Hashem le'lanu, right? Is Lama Yom Ragayim Ayalik Eleyayim. Right? Eleyayim. See, watch it. Right? Where's their God, right? Right? Where's their God? You can't see it, right? You can't see it. Where's the Zara? You can see it, right? It's physical. So, yeah, so we answer. Ah, right? Kol Hashem Chafay Zasa. Hashem can do everything. Whereas your idols, you can see them. Right? But uh, where's God? Hashem is invisible. He's there. He's, he's the nefesh of the world. He's keeping the world alive. He's acting through His world. Right? Continuing to act invisibly for His preservation and evolving the moment. Hashem is there. Which means Hashem is continually to work. It didn't stop. The creation, the overt yesh mei'ai in that creation stopped. Now Hashem did a different type of creation. Right? If you see a person doing something, right? It's his nefesh that's, that's motivating him. It's his life force that's pushing him to make decisions, right? There's nothing new happening. There's no, right? But it's, it's him. Hashem is the, is the driving force and the things that happen in this world are happening because the Rabbani Shalom is willing. And how is he doing it? He's doing it through nature. That's a very important point, right? Hashem is acting through nature and through history. When Hashem wants something to happen, okay, so well, there are certain times we'll see, he'll make a Kiris Yamsuf, right? He'll do, uh, he'll do Nisim, Geluyim, Nisim, we'll talk about what the purpose of that is in Hashem later, right? But generally speaking, the way the Rebbe Hashem, he works through history, on world events, on, on, on viruses and, and floods, and, right? Hashem is working through the weather, through the little teeniest details of nature and of history. That is how Hashem is working. He's the nefesh of the world. You can't see him, but he's there. You perceive his work. You marvel at his creations. You glimpse his laws. You enjoy his blessings. But he himself, the creator, shaper, and benefactor of the world, cannot be beheld by our mortal eye. Therefore, when you see all this, so, so, so you're looking around at the world. What are you looking at, right? What are you looking at? He says, when you fathom its laws and benefit from its blessings, bow down and worship him, the one alone who created, formed, arranged, blessed it, paid homage to him, the all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-just, all-loving one. So in other words, he's telling us, look around at the world, and what you're seeing is the Rebbe Not that, not, you know, that Hashem is the world, not like a, uh, what's it called, was it pantheism? Uh, you know, like a... Uh, What's is that? Right? The, what was his name? Uh, the Kaifer. Uh, I forgot his name. Anyways, it'll come to me. Um, right? It's, it's, it's that Hashem created a world, and now the way the Rabbi Shalom acts, the way that we can relate to him is through the world. The way we can see the things, what he's at, is through the world. So look around at the world, and what you're seeing is Hashem. You're seeing the Rabbi Shalom in every law, in every detail, in every creation, in every molecule, every force, every speck of energy is all from the Rabbi Shalom. And again, it's as obvious. Oh, Hashem created the world. Hashem is there, Hashem is there. Right? That's not the, the point is, learn to see Hashem. Don't just say it. Don't just know it as a general fact. But in the very specifics, in every detail of the world, we know that there's a Rebbe Shalom and that the things that are happening are all Him. And then you have to look at the world and see, and see what it is that's happening. Right? That, that's the very important point also. What is happening? Right? What is, what, what's happening is there are billions of creations each one has very specific traits, has very specific rules and laws that are set to it. 
they are in, put in a very specific place and they are acting and interacting in very, very, right, interconnected. That's, that's really the perspective that we're getting here. And he's going to bring, he'll bring Tzukim and Tehillim, right? Right? So again, I'm not going to go through the whole Tzukim over here. He brings up Tzukim and Eiv, right? He says, uh, under the whole heaven we see him, his light is on the earth. He rolls the thunder, the thunder is in majesty, right? He follows not the track, he, right? um, uh, speak to the snow, right? What Hashem say? Speak to the snow, be upon the earth, and the rain, be a messenger of heaven, right? The rain is the envoy of his power, right? right? In its seasons, icy coldness from the breath of God, he causes frost, and the broad watery expanse becomes firm, right? Bright rays dispel the mist, right? He is it who scatters the clouds by his light, he causes all causes and wisdom creative, he changes them to fit their purpose. I should have brought a Tanakh and read this in Lashem Kaidesh. But again, the Psukim and Tanakh are pointing us to recognize Hashem in creations, in forces, right? Not, it's, talking about, it's talking about, you know, Hashem is causing things to move, causing things to happen, giving them energy, giving them force, and causing them to interact with each other. One creator, everything else, everything that you know is his creation. The manifestation of this one alone. Everything is arranged by him and subordinate to him. Everything is called into being by him, existing through him, functioning through him. Again, very flowery, but uh, this is, this is it's, it's, it's telling you how to look at the world, how to look at, at what Boratius is telling us. This world, then what is it? What is this world? We are treading on hallowed ground, right? This is Admas Kaidish over here. We're walking on the creation, right? We, we all the other. This is the house of Hashem. The entire world, in a general way, is, is, is created by Hashem. We live in the world of Hashem, right? Everything around us is created by and serves Him. God has a portion to these forces to work with, in and through, in accordance with His mighty laws. Everything exists in God's service, at His post, in His time, to fulfill God's word with the means and powers allocated to it contributing its share to him to become part of one all-inclusive entity. Everything serves God. Everything serves Hashem. Every single thing in this world is doing the Ratzon Hashem. Everything, right? When, 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 a, when, a, when a bird swoops down to, to, to eat a fish, doing the Ratzon Hashem. He's doing a mitzvah. He should make a bracha. Baruch Hashem. Hashem. Right? When, when, when the piece of wood is behaving in a way, when, when, when gravity pulls things towards the earth, when things combust at a certain temperature, right? These are doing when a gun shoots the trigger, the powder, right? Ignites and shoots a gun at 700 miles. That's doing the, the Ratzon Habayri. Everything in this world is fulfilling the Ratzon Habayri. You're living in a world that is doing Ratzon Habayri. Now, of course, there's no choice, right? The things created don't have a choice whether to do it or not, but they're doing it. Why? Because Hashem said so. These are rules, these are laws that Hashem said to do, and that's what the world is. You're looking, it's, it's like you're looking around, right? It's like, you know, someone invites you into like his laboratory, you know? And you're looking and you're watching, right? and that's what it is. This is Hashem welcoming us. Look around, look at my world. Look what I did, look what I built, you know? You walk into like an amusement park, you know, the guy, look, look at all the rides I built and how everything works, right? That's a, it's an incredible thing. You look at the guy who created it, wow, you feel good. This is their Bainashalam's amusement park. This is their Bainashalam's world. And everything in it is exactly to the specifications and the purposes of what Hashem wants. And everything that's happening in this world is happening because Hashem wants it to happen. Right? It's, 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 and when we get to humans, again, I keep on saying this, because again, it sounds almost obvious, but it's, it's telling you how to look. You're looking around at a tree, looking at things, at things blossoming. Doing the, this is what Hashem wants right now. This is the Rasan Abayri. You're looking at, at, you know, at, the, at the weather. This is Rasan Abayri. Everything, every single thing is Rasan Abayri. Gales and lightning, rain and snow, the worms crawling at your feet, the grasses waving in your path, the thunder that rolls majestically and the slight refreshing breeze are all his servants. Okay? Now he's going to make a very important point there. Servants, all of them, surrounding God's throne. For don't you understand, our sages tell us, it was not with just one word, one summons of creation that Hashem brought the world into being, the whole of it in every detail, 
right? Hashem created the world Mamaris, which is, which is what Bereshus is coming to tell us, right? Mamaris, Hashem, we could have just said Hashem created the world, and that's it, right? As it is, Bereshus doesn't give us everything in the world, right? It's general, right? We're giving general. That's how, right? The Torah gives us 10 Bereshus. Bereshus, Vayemer, 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 Vayemer. What's the idea? What's, what's the Torah telling us here? Right? If it had been created in this manner, everything would be directly dependent on God's word for its existence, life, and functioning. Right? So Hashem created the whole world. Okay? One thing, God created the world. Okay? Wonderful. So everything is directly connected to God, and that's it. Everything is dependent on God and nothing else. They're not dependent on each other. Right? So, uh, you know, the, the, this tree has nothing to do with me. Right? Hashem created us all. So this tree and me were separate creations, all made by God in one instance. Instead, he called the world into existence in ten stages. Right? It's not memory, our stages. Right? First he created light and dark. Right? Then he creates the heavens. He separates. Right? Then he says, move, move inside the water. Then he puts the animals. Right? It's stages. And the point here is, he created an abundance of forces intermingled and functioning closely together. And then he separated them so that each had to sustain the other. None was henceforth able to exist and function by itself. Had to be sustained by fellow creatures and in turn had to help them exist and functioning. Again, very, very important point there. Hashem creates everything, right? And according to Yishayim, it was everything was in one moment, right, of energy. But He creates light and darkness together, right? Then He's never Yavdel Alekim. What's the idea? All right, why don't He create light and create dark? Or in one instance, what's, what's He created? Light and created dark, and then He separates them. He creates the waters, then He separates them, right? He has the whole planet, let's move aside the waters, right? Well, what's He doing, right? The answer is, He's creating everything dependent on each other. When you have light and dark together, they're one creation, then he separates them, which means they are now two parts of one whole. And they're connected to each other. The upper waters and lower waters, they're one thing. And now they're separated, but they're dependent on each other. And everything in the world is now dependent on each other. You know, if you take a hack at the, you know, at the, a piece of grass, okay, big deal, right? You just, okay, you affected the piece of grass. But if you pull out a little wire from a car, your car stops working. Because it's all interdependent. Right? It's not just one mass, one glob. Right? It's, it's made up of billions of intricate things which are all speaking to each other. And if you affect one, you affect all of them. In this way, everything contributes according to its strength, however much or little, to the existence of the whole. Everything in the world is part of this larger picture and connected to it. And if it destroys the fellow creature, it robs itself of what it needs for its own existence. And right? that's what the mission of it says. Why does Hashem create the world of Tamamara? He could have created one. Right? To give schar to tzaddikim, who keep the world that was created with Tamamaris and to punish Risham that uh, harmed the world. What does that mean? Right? If Hashem created the world one mimer, okay, one big world all from Hashem. Okay, so if I, a guy does an Avera, okay, it's affecting his little Avera. He did something wrong. But when you're part of a world and everything is dependent on everything and human beings have their role in this world, right? You're, you're affecting the whole system over here. Right? It's ten Mamaris, which, which means that everything in the world is tied to everything else. And by you doing an Avera, you're, rooting, you're, you're pulling out a plug that your heart, car can't start. The world is not working. Right? When you do mitzvahs, you're building up an entire world, an entire ecosystem. This is crucial. You know, I had, a, I had a, several years ago, I don't know how many it was already by now, I used to learn with the, with the Torah mate, you know, through Ura has the Torah mate program. This guy was a young single guy. He was in the, the Annapolis Naval Academy. He was in the Naval Academy. Uh, I learned it for like uh, maybe a year and then uh, he unfortunately was killed in a, it was a train crash in, in, uh, in Philadelphia a few years ago. Yeah, one of the things that we learned, maybe even the last thing, I don't remember, you know, was, was this kind of, we learned about Boratius, we learned about Hirsch on Boratius, that's what we used to learn. And he was like so blown away about you know, his, his role in this world, right? That we're all, and I wrote a little column for the Mishpacha after he died. It's really best to kind of fluffed it up. It was mostly his work. I just, uh, um, and then the, he writes, he wrote that in this article. That it was like, just, it's, it's, it's wow, you're, play, you're not just one little thing in a world, you're part of a tremendous world. 
right? You're part of an entire ecosystem over here. Water, after having penetrated the soil, right, it rains down, what happens, right? It goes back up into clouds and rains back down again. It goes into the sea, light. It goes to the earth, right? It brings forth plants, right? And you have concentrated in the sun, the sun with the stars, the seed after germinating to the ground, right? You plant a seed, it falls down to the ground, it creates a tree, comes back up, right? Circle of life, we call it right? literally the circle of life, right? It's taken from the earth to become the ripened fruit that the earth will have to receive again in order to give again, right? You have the seed, grows into a tree, creates a fruit, has a seed, goes back in the earth. Everything, everything, right? One immense bond of love, of receiving and giving, unites all beings. None exists by itself and for itself. Nothing in the world is an independent creature, right? There is a constant striving of each creature with, through, and for the others on behalf of the whole, of the whole on behalf of each creature, right? You look at, you know, people, you know, look at these nature documentaries, you can look at like the rainforests, right? You see things very clear, right? You see how everything is tied to everything. The leaves fall down, the leaves disintegrate, they nutrient, they provide nutrients for the ground, right? And then things grow again, right? And animals eat and then digest and then they fertilize and then the seeds come out. There's an entire chain, right? And the waters and they flow and they go and up and down and, and clouds and forests and winds and right? You have the moon, the moon keeps the earth in orbit and then it'll right? the tide, the up. It's just an entire world, not of, not of billions of creations, but of billions of interrelated creations. Everything, right? Some animals are food for other animals. There's a food chain, right? We call it the circle of life, right? That's what it is, right? This animal eats animal, which is animal, is animal. It dies, it goes into the ground, things grow, right? And it's just a constant, a constant stream. Everything receives strength and resources, not for itself, but merely in order to give. To give and attain fulfillment of the purpose of its existence. That's a very important point. You're getting in order to give, right? Because your existence is dependent on you giving. Right? You're giving, which is in turn getting, right? So your, your purpose here is not just to take, but to give and to be part of this massive, again, we're not dealing with humans, but that is, that is what you're looking at at the world, a world of things, right? And when something gets messed up in an ecosystem, right, there's big problems. Right? When you introduce a foreign element, right? You come to America, the land of natives, right? You kill a half the Indians because they die of diseases, right? That's, that's what most of them died because you bring your Western diseases. This is a foreign element, right? And that's what happens when you, you know when you bring like we said you bring the, the cats in order to get rid of the mice and then it's you, you can you can you ruin an ecosystem all right Baruch Hashem there's a tremendous world Hashem allows it to self regulate and right but that's the idea over here you know it's it's just, it's just a side point before Pesach it first says you know this is the idea of carbon Pesach it says right that if your family's too big you can't eat a whole sheep by yourself right so you bring other people bring in some more right in other words. In the Torah, the poor don't need the rich. Hashem can take care of the poor. The rich need the poor. You have too much. You have to give. That's the purpose over here. Hashem is giving you in order to give. Right? And that's the entire world. Hashem stands for love, says our sages. Right? Love sustained. What? Love. Love. Is that right? Love sustained and sustaining characterizes the creation of the world. Right? Everything in its whispers to you, love. Hashem is giving this world a world of creation, a world of, of things that are giving. And so that's the basic summary of, of the creation of the world. Again, learn Chumash Bereshis, the first parak, you get a good sense. And you can practice walking around outside and looking what you're seeing. You're seeing a world of, of billions of different things, of tremendous diversity, each one very specific, unique, with its own rules, with its own, but also a world that's interconnected, right? You have soil and you have trees and you have water. These are separate creations, but they're all interconnected to bring us the fruits to bring us you know the, the, the flowers to bring us the blossoms we'll see you know we're in the spring now we're seeing you know everything everything is here and there's a cycle there's a system and they're all interconnected and each thing exists to give and to get right it gives and it gets in order to give and that's the setting that is the world that we live in and that is the world that the Torah wants us to see Boratius what's, what's the Torah telling us in this first paragraph of Boratius 
take a look, pay attention at what you're seeing. You're seeing here an amazing, diverse world, everything created by God, every force, every, everything created by God, and all of it, all of it is part of this tremendous interconnected cycle that we call the world. All right. Yeah.